Good morning, everybody. How are you guys doing today? Happy Monday. Welcome to another brand new week. Can you guys hear me well and see me well? I'm trying a different uh, setup today. So I just want to make sure that you guys are Hola Cecilia, how are you? ¿Cómo estás? <laughs> nice to see you here. Hi Amanta. Hi Nick. Nikki. Good afternoon. Uh, good morning here in Canada. Good afternoon, wherever you are, Nikki. Yes, all good. How was your weekend, guys? Muy bien, y vos? Cecilia, I'm doing okay. Uh, Excited for a brand new week and excited to start the Monday uh, with you guys. Normally, I do my live sessions on the Tuesday, but tomorrow I'm working all day with a client. Um, nice painting. Yeah, uh, I am in the tiny office that we have in the backyard and we have a friend that her name is Laura and her brother, John, he, he paints beautiful art like that. That's a Algonquin. That's a, a national park that we have here in Canada. Very beautiful. So guys, I'm very excited today about the topic. Uh, the topic is creating your passion business. Uh, you went to the horse races yesterday. It was so much fun. <laughs> Hi, Ingrid from Canada. Where are you from in Canada? I am in Waterloo. It's a little city close to like one hour away from Toronto. So today, guys, I want to talk about creating your passion business. And this is a topic that is very, very close to my heart, right? Because when I was, when I started working for someone else, uh, I had that this urge inside of me that I didn't understand at the time, but I knew that I had to do something different, right? So I started working for companies and uh, I had good jobs, good pay. But there was something inside of me that was telling me, like, Emilio, you have to do something else. Emilio, you have to do something else. I didn't feel like I was in the right, in the right place. So today I want to share more about that. Because some, some of you may be feeling the same way. How many of you are looking forward creating a passion business? Even if it's a side hustle. Just creating something that allows you to use your, your passions, allows you to to use something that you love doing, allows you to share that thing that you are really good at and that you love with the world. And in exchange, you may receive money. Why not? I mean, how many of you would like to do that? Yes, side hustle. <laughs> and, and this is something, it's a very good concept because it doesn't have to be, there is not a one recipe fits all. When we talk about, uh, so Cecilia says, I like my job, but I'm moving towards my passion business. I'll do both. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about, Cecilia. Uh, Angie says, I'm running my passion business. What do you do, Angie? Would you like to share what you do? I am very curious. Kelvin says, me, I hate my job. It's boring and the people are negative. They have settled for the comfort zone. So Kelvin, in your situation, what's next for you? What would you like to do? And when we talk about creating your passion business, it's not simple, it's not easy. Yeah, and it takes time sometimes, right, to find out what that is for you. 
And you don't have to move full time into that either all the sudden, right? Like some people are afraid because they want to start their side hustle or, or they want to do their passion business, but they feel the pressure of I have to start tomorrow and I have to make enough money to sustain myself immediately. And that's not how things work. Susan says, I am so excited for this course today. I am making a career change after 30 years in the movie business. I have no idea what to do next. Susan, amazing. <laughs> I love your your how honest you are with yourself. And that's great. You don't know yet. That's great. At least you know that you want to do something different. And that's that's a, a, an amazing first step. Okay. So Angie says, I help parents and professionals to keep children, especially those from the same community, to stay safe online. That sounds very nice, Angie. Kelvin says, I would like to do YouTube videos via a cooking show. Long term, it will be singing and acting. That sounds very interesting, Kelvin. So guys, when you are trying to create that passion business, there are so many different ways of doing it, okay? There is... Um, Sometimes you can start a side hustle while, while you have your regular job, okay? And that will allow you to remove the financial pressure because sometimes a side business is... Hi, Esme. A side business is, is like a is like a plant, right? So you plant a seed in the, in the ground and then you start watering that seed and then you start taking care of the seed and then it takes a while for that seed to become a plant and then it takes a while for that plant to produce fruit, right? So when you are creating your own business, you just need time. That seed needs to become something. So you have to master your skills. You have to uh, you have to overcome a lot of negative, a lot of resistance that is gonna show up. Resistance in the form of I'm not good enough. I will never make this work. I'm not gonna make any money. Uh, I'm gonna present myself into the wall and they're not going to like what I offer. So fear of failure, fear of criticism. There are so much stuff that is going to come up when you are trying to do this. Okay. Resistance from friends and family. Absolutely. Friends and family, the same way. They all have their expectations. They all have their belief systems about how the world works. And still today, I can say that my parents still, they don't quite understand what I do <laughs> and sometimes I have a hard time describing what is it that I do because I don't only do one thing I do different things I cover different topics I am online I'm doing these live sessions I have courses in different platforms uh, so I do different things right and sometimes I wish I could say I'm a plumber I'm an electrician I am a teacher I am a it's very simple right you just are that boom but sometimes especially when it's your passion business and it's something very unique, something that you love doing and it's something that is unique to you, that's when you have a hard time describing what that is. And then people will not understand, maybe, especially if you are on a very niche market, people who love what you do, they will love you and they will get you. But people who don't, they will not understand what you do. And that's okay. But yeah, that's another resistance that will show up in the way of like, that's not a, a that's not a true job. Uh, how are you gonna take care of yourself for in, in retirement if you don't have benefits? Uh, I don't know stuff like that, right? So a lot of that stuff will show up. 
So I think uh, it's important to really understand what are you trying to do, okay? And then taking care of the day-to-day and taking care of that dream job, of that passion business that you are working towards, okay? So how many of you are in the process? How many of you are already doing something that you love and you are already super happy? I know Angie is doing something that she loves, so she's pursuing her passion business. How many of you are there? Or how many of you are in the process of working through? So you already know what it is and you are just working towards becoming better. You are just watering that little seed so that it grows. How many of you are in that stage? So Ariela says, uh, in the first year while I still work, amazing. Seed stage, Cecilia. Can you share what, what is your seed about? <laughs> what are you hoping to, to grow? Beth says, I love my job, self-employed with my husband. What do you do, Beth? Uh, Ingrid says, I'm off from work, burnt out, and wondering if I should change careers. So Ingrid, you are on an exploration stage of your life. That's great. Uh, not there yet. Okay, so how many of you, how many of you would like to find that thing? Even if you don't know right now, how many of you would like to start working towards, I would like to find my thing? Not there, but curious. No have written ideas, but haven't started making YouTube videos yet. So Kelvin, you have a pretty good idea of what you want to do. You mentioned YouTube videos in the form of a cooking show. So you have a pretty good idea. So you just have to start taking action, right? Uh, I am clear. Amy says I'm clear due to your course on what the main elements are. Amy, I, I did an amazing reply to, to your course classroom engagement, but it's too big to be shared in one go. So I was figuring out how to split it in two. Okay, so hopefully I can do it after the session. Uh, yes, me. Yes, I would like to start. I can't wait. Thank you. Okay, so guys, I was looking online and and like a few years ago, I have like a, a course description on how to help you create a, a passion business. But then I found this very cool concept called Ikigai. Okay, so Beth says, we have a small excavating business, no employees, just me and my husband. Retirement in a few years, so I will want to do something else as I'm younger than my husband. Amazing. Uh, Polly says, I don't know, starting off from scratch, no idea where to start. Okay, so Polly, Beth, for all of you, uh, Beth, that sounds amazing. And something about your passion business and the Ikigai that I'm going uh, to share now is that it can change, okay? As life evolves, your interest will change and the things that you want to do will change and the curiosity that you will have for specific areas will change, right? And sometimes we are very passionate about a specific career or, or area or... And then we, we do that, we master that, and then we get to a point where we feel like that was fun, but there is something else for me right now and I need to change. And we just have that feeling inside of us. We just feel that urge of doing something different. Even if we don't know what that is yet, but we are feeling that thing like, mm, there is something here that I need to change. So you start becoming curious, you start becoming uh, aware of options, you start exploring different ideas, and then hopefully something will click for you. Okay. Uh, how do we find what it is? Uh, Ingrid, 
and I'm about to share a very good method methodology that I think is gonna help you guys. Uh, exactly that feeling. <laughs> if you have no idea what it is, ask yourself what it is that I never get bored learning about. Yeah. So some of the questions that you can ask yourself is, what do you love doing? Okay. What do you love doing? What is an activity that when you do it, you get in a state of flow? Time stops or time goes really fast. You are so in the present moment. Okay. You are so in the present moment. So you are practicing mindfulness through that activity. That becomes your art. So you love that thing so much that when you do that thing, people around you can tell like, wow, when you do that, you just become a different person. I can sense how much like heart you put behind that thing. Some people say, I can, I can, I can feel your soul through this activity. Okay. Uh, what is something that if you didn't need money, if you were covered for life and you didn't have to worry about surviving, paying bills, stuff, what would you do? Okay. So cooking is for, for Cecilia, my energy is infused in my cooking. So that's, that's your art. That's maybe the activity that brings you so much joy, the activity that you can express yourself. Okay. For some people that's art. Some people that's running a business. Uh, some people is employing others. Some people is painting. Some people is being a teacher. Some people is being a really good electrician. Uh, some people is building homes. It doesn't matter what it is. You will feel it. Okay. Cooking and singing more. Singing, though I could sing 24-7 if I could. So Kelvin, that, that's another thing. That's one of your things that you love, right? So what, what are you really good at? That's another question. What are you good at? What is something that comes naturally to you? Something that you just do it effortlessly. What is something that people tell you like, wow, you are really good at that. So what is that? Is that anything can you repeat those questions? Okay, let's do the exercise together before I go into the diagram. And let's just share in the chat. Question number one. Are, are you guys okay with doing that? Are you guys okay in everybody answering the same question? Yes? Okay. So what do you love doing? So Erin says, I consider myself an artist creating gemstone and sterling silver jewelry art. I am currently switching gears slightly to make jewelry from a healing crystal standpoint. I'm making a little money by selling this. So Erin, that's amazing. So you are already starting doing something that you love, right? So I don't know your specific situation about are you trying to make this a full time uh, job or is this more of a hobby that also gets some money? Uh, the expectations there are also different, right? For some people, some people are expecting uh, to make a full time living. And some people don't need that because they have other sources of income and they are just doing it more for the hobby, more for the, and they don't need the pressure of, I need to make a specific amount of money. So depending where you are at, uh, you, you are going to know what you need from, from that, uh, from that activity that you are doing. And guys, you can have more than one. Okay. You don't have to have only one. So Amy says teaching yoga. Teaching yoga individually or to special needs groups, teaching creative writing, teaching acting to adult non-actors. Okay, so you have a few there. Amazing. So that's what do you love doing, right? So what are you good at? What is something that comes naturally to you? 
even if you are not doing anything with it. But what is something that everybody tells you, you are really good at that. You are natural at that specific skill. It's It looks so effortlessly when you do that. So Erin says, I must keep it small to maintain a, a low stress level for mental health research. So Erin, so you know that you need to keep it small so you most likely have other sources of income to, to cover your lifestyle. Am I, am I right here? You may have a, 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 another job, another work that you are doing that gives you enough money to sustain yourself. And this is a side hustle that you enjoy doing. Uh, Kelvin says, everybody says I should be a chef, singer or actor. There you go. Amy says, everybody tells me I should... I should be a therapist. There you go. Susan says, organizing and managing on very high level. There you go. Uh, Amy says, I love helping people heal. It comes naturally. People or even large groups tend to trust me very, very quickly. Ingrid says, painting, playing piano and cooking, taking care of my plants, flowers. This all comes so easy for me. Listening to people open up so easy to me. There you go. So there you go, there you have it, guys. And then I guess those activities, when you do them, time kind of disappears. When you are doing that activity, you are able to be fully present. Are you? Are you able to be mindful in the present moment when you do those activities? Catherine says, I love exploring adventure and traveling. I enjoy teaching people. Uh, so I enjoy teaching. People tell me I should teach yoga or Apple skills. I love problem solving. There you go. There you have it, Catherine. So those are a few ideas for you to explore. And then the, the framework that I'm going to share with you is going to help you understand how can you take that and make it a business, okay? Erin says, I get disability income from Social Security. My husband is a veteran with disability income and he works in security and heavy equipment operating. Okay, so Erin, in your specific situation, so you are covered and then that side hustle is giving you an avenue to express yourself, it's giving you some self-care of doing something that you love, you are mastering that skill of, of crystals, jewelry, mixing them together. And then if you keep doing that consistently, like in a few years, I'm pretty sure you're going to become really good at it. And then most likely people are going to be willing to pay for what you create. Right. So, again, sometimes you don't have to make a full time business of your hobby, but it's Ikigai. <laughs> so let's talk about Ikigai, guys. And this is the this is the the diagram. I don't know if you guys can see it. OK, so the Ikigai is right in the middle here. And then this this uh, method, Ikigai means purpose of living what is your purpose of living it means what is the reason of being this is something very deep guys this is not the work that you are doing this is not how you pay your bills this is and this doesn't have to be only related to business so you don't have to make a business of your ikigai if you don't want to okay today we are just talking about how we can make it a business but we don't you don't have to you can find your ikigai that activity that really nurtures you, that really excites you, and you don't have to make money from it, but it's the reason of being. What are you good at? Why are you in this planet for? Okay? 
Yes, you can see it, okay? So where would you like to pour your soul, your energy, your creativity into? What is an activity that you can just pour everything of you in that and then create something beautiful that the world will love, that you know that someone is going to appreciate it? But even if they don't, you have enough by just doing it. You don't need anything else. You just, just doing that activity just fills your soul so much. It feels so aligned. It's so effortless for you. It feels so true. Time stops. You just get in that flow. All your worries disappear. Okay, all the anxiety disappears. No stress, no expectations. You just are in the present moment enjoying what you are doing. That's Ikigai. That's what the Japanese, this Japanese word means. They say that the word of Ikigai is coming from a specific area in Japan. And they say that people who practice Ikigai, they live to above 100 years old. They say that that's one of the regions in the world with the more centenary people living there. And they say that one of the reasons why people live such long uh, age is because they practice Ikigai. They have found their reason for being, their purpose of life. And they pour their souls, their creativity, their energy, their mind into that specific thing that again, that thing can change over time. You don't have to just do one and stuck in there forever. Many people have different ones throughout their lives. Many people try different things, right? They become really good at something and then they change to something else and then they change to something else. And that's okay too. You are the one with all the answers inside of you. Yeah. Okinawa, I think that's the area, yeah. So, going back to the diagram, there are basically four circles, okay? This circle says, what do you love doing? This one says, what does the world need? This one says, what are you really good at doing? And this one says, what can you get paid for? Okay. And then in here you see that it, there is passion, there is mission, and there is a, there is vocation and profession. This is really interesting. And stay here with me one second. So for example, when you find something that you love and you find something that the world needs, okay? So something that you love and something that the world needs, that's a mission. Okay? That's a mission. But can you make a business out of a mission? No, unless you find a way to find something that people can pay for, right? So when you can combine these two things and then find this circle too, that's when you can find a Nikki guy, business-wise. So you have something that you love doing. The world needs that thing. So you have a mission and you find people that are willing to pay you for that service. Okay, so that's a Nikki guy. Boom, right there. What happens when you are really good at something and you can get paid for it? So you have a profession. But there are many people with professions that they don't like, that, they, that the world doesn't need them, right? So they have a hard time seeing the meaning behind their work. 
because they haven't been here. So you don't love doing that. And maybe the world doesn't need that. So for example, if you work in a company that your job is to scam people, okay, and you get paid for doing that. <laughs> so you have a profession. So you are getting paid for doing a job. But scamming people, maybe you don't feel that you don't love doing that. And the world doesn't really need that. So you will have a, a hard time making that a Nikki guy for yourself. That's just one example, okay? So another example is what happens when you combine something that you love doing with something that you are really good at? That becomes a passion. That's your passion. So you are really good at doing that thing and you love doing that thing. But unless you can nurture one of these two, something that the world needs or something that people are willing to pay you for, you will not find the icky guy that's going to pay you money for what you like doing. Okay? So Amy says, my favorite quote, where does your deepest gladness need the world's most pressing need? Yeah. Book with similar theme by Parker Palmer, finding your true vocation. So again, these are different angles for looking at how can you find your ikigai? How can you find that thing that you are going to love doing, that the world is going to benefit from, and if you are looking forward to make that a business, that people are going to be willing to pay money for that thing that you have to offer. Okay? So that takes time. That can be expressed in the form of different activities. So guys, how are you feeling when you see this diagram? Are these questions helpful for you to help you find your Ikigai? This method says that there are a few mistakes that you can make when you are trying to find your Ikigai, okay? especially when you are trying to make the Ikigai a business, something that is going to sustain you. And again, this method says that Ikigai doesn't have to be to, to make money, okay? So people say, uh, yes, they are, as I never heard of Ikigai until today. Amazing, Kelvin. Yes, the visual is very helpful, helpful approach. I think often people will pay for it if we love it and there is a need, but we often assume people won't pay for it. Amy, that's, that's a resistance, right? And that's something that, again, the way to get started finding this thing is like a, you can get started in different circles, right? Maybe you start doing something that you love and then you, by doing it, you become really good at it. So you, you develop a passion and then all of a sudden you connect that with a need in the world or you connect that with some people that we are, are, are going to be willing to pay you money for that. And that's all of a sudden you have found your Ikigai from doing something that you love. Another entry point is that you are involved in some sort of a mission around the world. Maybe you get involved in a cause that you really feel really strong about. Okay, so something that the world needs, for example, climate change, you become really a, a big advocate and then you start loving that topic. So you develop a mission and then all of a sudden you get in touch with organizations and then all of a sudden an NGO or the United Nations or someone grabs you because they say, wow, you are really passionate. You are sharing a lot. You have a huge following of people that believe in the same thing. You can be a really good person for this position that I have. And you're going to be representing blah, blah, blah. So all of a sudden you transform a mission into 
an Ikigai because you have combined that mission with something that the world needs. Sorry, uh, something that you can pay get paid for, okay? Some other times, people find themselves doing something that they can get paid for, okay? And then uh, the world needs it, so they have a vocation. But then by doing it, they master the skill and then they start loving it. And then they have jumped to here. So that's another Ikigai. Okay? So there are different ways for you to get to your Ikigai. Some people may start with a passion and then they may find a way to make that passion something that the, the world needs and then some people are going to be willing to pay for it. Some of the people may find themselves with a really good skill that they are very natural at. So they start developing that skill and then they get paid for that skill. So they have a profession or maybe the world needs that skill. So they have a vocation, but then they can get paid for that. They start loving that because they are mastering that. And then they start creating art through that specific activity because they become so good at it. Okay. Again, there are so many different ways to find that center spot. And the angle points are normally those four options. Uh, so let me read some. Uh, I think often people will pay for it. Yeah, okay. Uh, how can I find what I am? Nadja says, how can I find what I'm really good at of nothing obvious and concrete comes up? If it's more subtle, being empathetic, etc. So Nadja, it's... It, that's something that you have to start noticing, okay? If it's not very clear to you, uh, it's okay to take... Again, we're going to find this through mindfulness. We're going to find this through exposing ourselves to different things, to allowing ourselves the space and time to explore, allowing ourselves the space and time to remove the pressure of I need to find my Ikigai tomorrow and start really flowing through life with open eyes, flowing through life with really seeing what's available, okay? Noticing what you are kind of drawn into, noticing what comes your way. Start saying yes to more of the things that you are not familiar with and then explore them. And then when you start doing that, life starts becoming more rich, life starts becoming like an adventure that you start participating in. And then all of a sudden you are falling into situations that you have never done before, but maybe those situations you like them or maybe you don't, but you don't have any expectations. You are not going to be disappointed because you are not trying to do anything. You are just being, okay? You are just being in the present moment. So how can you find that? By paying attention, by being in the present moment, by removing the pressure, okay? By testing things by allowing yourself time to experience things. Maybe by removing the pressure of, I need to create my passion business tomorrow and it has to pay me tomorrow because that's a recipe for disappointment, okay? Maybe a, a different approach will be, I'm gonna find a job to take care of my bills and I'm gonna keep working on my Ikigai on the side. That's how I did it. I didn't know how to do it. So I was working in a company full time. My wife was doing the same thing. And then we both had the same feeling, but we didn't know how to materialize it. So we start doing what we believe was our Ikigai in the evenings. And then we start offering our services to people. And then we start doing projects. And then that helped us 
identify what we liked, what we didn't like. We started seeing people's needs and then we started like become more proficient at the services that we were providing. We start getting training in mental health, in, in self-care, in all these things, because that's what we saw people needed and that's how we can support them better. So everything started morphing into a direction that we had no idea we were going to go down, down that way. But we were being present. We were really watching what was happening in front of our eyes and really seeing the opportunities of like, okay, this is our next step. I don't know what the next step will be after this, but right now, this is the step that feels right for me. This is what feels aligned for me right now. And I'm going to trust my instinct and I'm going to follow this right now. And I'm going to I'm going to trust the universe. I'm going to trust life. I'm going to trust whatever you want to call it to show me what the next step will be for me. So you need to trust. Okay. And you have to just stay in the present moment. So I hope that helps. That's how I did it. And then I, I transitioned from being full time to starting doing in the evenings. And then I started doing like working four days a week for the company. But basically what I did, in case you are curious, I presented my my resignment letter to the company and say, I want to start my own business. I've been doing it on the side for a few months. They already knew what I was doing. So it wasn't anything I shared with them what I was doing. And then when I presented my letter, because my resistance thought this is the way of doing it. They are not going to allow me to just work part time. They're going to just fire me. That's what I thought. Right. So I gave them the letter and then they say, oh, wait, wait, wait. What do you need? Like, do you want to transition in an easier way? And I say, sure. So they offer me, OK, work for four days a week and then you have a full day for yourself. A few weeks later, I was working three days for them, two days for my business. A few weeks later, I was working two days a week for them, three days for my business. And then after that, I was calling them every Friday and letting them know if I had any availability. OK, that's how it, it evolved. And I was just mind blown by the process. I could never have imagined that things will unfold that way. So sometimes you don't know what things are going to, how things are going to happen. You just have to trust. Okay. Uh, it's like sunny, smiling, joyful love comes through the way you speak. <laughs> Do what lights you up. Yeah. And that's another thing, guys. Notice yourself. When you are doing an activity, when you are talking about an idea with someone, and you start sharing, if you are excited, that's a great sign that there is something inside that feels good, right? If you are sharing something like, yeah, I'm gonna try this painting class. I don't know, let's see how it goes. Do you think I'm excited about it? If I say, oh my God, I got into that painting class. I'm gonna be able to start painting. I have never done it before, but it just, I don't know, I'm so excited. So. Yes, notice the difference, right? So start noticing that in yourself. How do you react to things? How do you react to opportunities that are coming your way? Are you excited or are you or are you just neutral? Like, I don't know, this activity doesn't really like. So it's very difficult to know when you are saying that because of resistance or when you are saying that because it really feels aligned with you. That's why practice practicing gratefulness and um, practicing some sort of mindfulness like meditation uh, gratefulness affirmations connecting with that life vision that you want to create for yourself that's going to help you stay in the present moment that's going to help you 
identify what is true to me and what's not. And that's going to help you notice like, wow, I'm saying no to this activity because deep inside I'm afraid of, of failing this. So I should do this. It's going to be a learning opportunity for me. Or you will notice like, wow, there is no resistance here. I just don't want to do this. I have no interest in doing this. And it's not because I'm afraid of it. It's not, I just don't want to do it. It just doesn't feel exciting to me. So then you know that you don't have to pursue that. And then you will move to the next thing. Okay. Um, how long did your process take before you were able to make a living off of it, Emilio? How many years? So, Susan, 2012, December 2012, I started doing this uh, on the evenings. And then, as I say, like two or three months later, um, I started doing part time. And I would say probably eight to nine months altogether. That's when I transitioned into doing it full time. But still creating a full income was difficult. So we were doing our business, my wife and I together. Uh, but then we were doing Airbnb. Samantha was cleaning. I was doing installations of uh, audio and video uh, on the side too. Uh, I was installing glide out for a company called Shelf Genie. So I was using different skills to, to until we were able to focus full time on just organizing. So it was a big process. Uh, with doing different things to take care of the day-to-day, -day, okay? Take care of the day-to-day -day and pay the bills, but always kind of like being aligned with our whole idea of organization, minimalism, and self-care, intentional living, helping others create an environment that, that they will thrive in. That was the common theme for us. So we did that through, through cleaning. We did that through uh, installation of products, and also we did Airbnb and we also had a secondhand store. So we live in a community where students move out every three or four months. And honestly, they put everything, the landlords, they empty the apartments and they put everything on the side of the road. So we were driving with our station wagon, collecting things from the side of the road, posting them on, on Kijiji or on Facebook Marketplace, stuff like that. And then we were selling them back to the new students that were coming and we were offering deliveries. So that gave us good income for a few months too. We were doing that for like, I think almost like two and a half years actually. And that gave us income. So we had the Airbnb income, we had like uh, the, the secondhand store income, and then we were doing the different kinds of projects. And then finally we were able to start creating online courses. We were able to start doing a lot of public speaking. And then that's how everything evolved into us being able to maintain ourselves full time. It's not easy. It's not simple. Sometimes we have bad months and we have to like suck them up, <laughs> but we don't have benefits. We have be pros and cons. There are pros and cons to every situation. Okay. So I, I hope that helps. Um, so Amy says, Erin, I totally hear you. Hope I didn't minimize what you are experiencing. We are it so unique. Yeah. I don't feel insecure. Uh, at all about what I want to do. My fear is what if my body uh, won't show up because of my illness. Yeah, Amy, in your specific situation, part of your Ikigai is really, and this is something that I shared in the audio response that hopefully I can share with you because it's 11 minutes long, uh, is that you have to be aware of your current situation and you have to accept that. Meaning that the Ikigai has to be something that is sustainable 
it has to be something that you can maintain long term. Okay? It has to be something that nurtures you, not something that drains you. So in your specific case, because you have illness and you have limited energy and you have limited like physical ability right now, you your ikigai needs to be something that you can do, you can sustain, something that nurtures you. Okay? And then try to pursue a lot of ikigais all at once can drain you. And this is something that I'm going to share now. The main mistakes that we all do when trying to find the ikigai. Let me just go through the comments quickly and then I, I'll go there. If you can tell your job, you have a side hustle, should I just do it? And then when I start making money, quit my job. So Kelvin, that's something that you need to feel right with that decision. Some people jump into a full-time job. Uh, some people leave their full-time job, jump into the side hustle because deep inside they know I have to give my 100%. I have savings to sustain me for X amount of months. I don't like my job. So they came to the realization that that's the decision that made sense to them. Some other people are okay to stay at their job and then they have time and energy outside of the job to pursue their side hustle. And then as the side hustle grows and they feel more confident, they can then maybe step out of that job and step into full time. I don't know your specific situation and I don't know what your gut feeling is telling you, but you have to have a plan. I mean, financially speaking, it's very nice to don't have the pressure of money, especially when you are starting. If you are starting doing your YouTube channel, cooking videos, you have to learn a lot of processes. You have to learn the platform. You have to start growing your audience. It's going to take time. You have to show up, show up, show up, show up before you get anything. And the way for you to show up, show up, show up with consistency and with enthusiasm is if you are doing it out of a passion. Okay, you are motivated because you are doing something that you love. You are not doing that because you want to make money. Okay, making money is a byproduct of what you are doing, hopefully. Hopefully. Okay, but right now you have to focus on that. Can you do that while you work? And if the answer is yes, can you sustain yourself with your current job or can you just let it go because you have enough savings to sustain you for one year, two years? I don't know. Again, that's your comfort level. You have to make that decision. In my specific case, my decision was to stay at the job for a little bit until I was confident that what I was doing was needed until I was able to help real human beings a few times until I was able to really prove to myself that I was capable, that this is not just an idea that I had in my head, that I can go to someone's home and I can actually help them, okay, one-on-one. -on -one. I can actually help them achieve something that they couldn't before. So once I was able to do that a few times, that's when I felt confident enough to jump into that. Okay? Before that, I wasn't confident. My gut feeling was telling me, don't do it. <laughs> don't let go of your job because you don't know yet if that's an ikigai, a true ikigai. You don't know yet if you're going to get paid for that. Okay? So I hope that that helps. So Emilio, did you have to be selective with the people you told about your side business just in case they they brought negativity that's a really good point and that's something that the this method also talks about sometimes when you are getting started just do it 
don't share much, especially if you, again, this is something that you need to trust your gut feeling. Sometimes sharing what you are doing with the world really helps you be accountable. It really helps you stay on track and it really helps you if that people are asking you about, hey, how is that side business going? Hey, what are you cooking in the next video? Hey, are you going to share a link with me? I, I, I would love to see it. That's a very nice accountability that you can get, right? If you are sharing it with people and people are like, what are you talking about? You will never make, mo make money on, on YouTube. That's a, a stupid idea. If you're going to face that, then maybe your gut feeling is going to tell you, don't do that yet. Get started. Be consistent. Uh, get some results. Get some confidence. Master the process a little bit. And then when it feels right, you will then share. And it's very different to say, for me now, for example, it's very different to say, hey, I'm doing this thing. Uh, and then I, I cannot share very specifics versus me saying, hey, I, I have courses on this platform. I, I have 15,000 students in 120 countries. I'm doing live sessions every week and between 200 to 500 people are showing up every day. Stuff like that. Then people look at you like, oh, wow, so that's working. Uh, that's something that you are doing right. But when I got started, that wasn't the case. So sometimes, yeah, maybe you have to master that first. And then when you have results, then you can share that with the people that you feel are going to be putting you down. Okay. Again, it's going to be different for every of you. It's going to be different. But one of the secrets of the Ikigai is once you find your Ikigai, one of them at least, surround yourself with people who are doing that if you can. If your Ikigai is, for example, making YouTube videos, like you said, and cooking, try to surround yourself with a community of people that are doing that so that your energy, their support, you're going to get ideas, you're going to get creativity, and you're going to find your own personality, your own way of creating a show that is unique to you. Because there are a thousand millions of cooking shows, but you are the only Kelvin you are the only one with your unique set of skills, your unique like communication, your unique approach to the cooking. There is only one Kelvin in the world and you create that. And some people will just want to watch that. Okay. So that's why it's so important for you to surround yourself with people who, who will help you. Resale furniture, brilliant. Thanks. You and your wife multitask with many jobs. Great. Susan, we had to do it. Honestly, there were some months that I was thinking like, I have no idea how we're going to make it. I have no idea. But you have to trust. Like, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to follow the signs. And then I always remind yourself, I'm working towards this thing. I'm working towards this thing. And that's what we always tell ourselves. We are working towards this thing. And this thing is not going to be, it's a long-term project. It's not a, like a one or two months project. It's going to be five to ten year project. And now we are starting to see the benefits of it. Now we are starting to have some passive income. Now we are we are starting to see lots of students showing up. But guys, the amount of work that was prior to that, no one sees that sometimes. And no one will see what you have done before you become someone known by what you are doing. But that's why it's so important. It needs to be an ikigai that you love doing. Because if you don't, you will quit. You will not do it. It's going to be so hard sometimes that you will quit. Unless it's something that you really love. Something that you really believe in. Something that you know is going to help the world. 
something that you are really good at or you are willing to put the time to create the skills. Thank you for your honesty. So hard, this acceptance things. Yes, you are right, though. So much grief rising up right now. So painful. But yes, thank you. Amy, again, I know your situation is so difficult. And I honestly, like, I would lose my mind if I was physically probably limited. It would take me a long time to accept it. So you are doing great. You are showing up. You are you have great ideas for your life. Uh, what you share is beautiful. So just keep working at it at your pace. So find your pace, the pace that is aligned, the pace that is nurturing, the pace that is sustainable to you. That's your ikigai, doing what you love in a way that feels good to you and in a way that supports you, supports your body, your energy. Okay, and that pace is not going to be maybe as fast as you would like it to be. But maybe that's the work that you have to do. Maybe you just need to learn how to slow down and how to like stay in the present moment and stop worrying so much about what it has to be, what it's supposed to be, the pace that you are supposed to follow. I have a hard time with that sometimes. I have projects and I, wa I want them to happen like that. And it just doesn't happen like that. And then my job is to kind of like, Okay, I have to just be patient. And if it's something really important for me, I will keep doing it. Um, Beth says, I am an introvert, honest, fair, good at customer service, but have no idea what to do with that. So Beth, again, like this is something that you have to work at, right? Like uh, this is sometimes it takes months, years to figure that out. But you have to allow yourself the time. You have to be curious and you have to be in the present moment really watching what is something that sparks my interest? What is something that I'm really good at? What is something that people are telling me like, wow, Beth, you are really good at this thing. Have you ever thought of X? Um, yes, Amy, I, I'm, I'm recording this, okay? Treat your passion like an infant in a playpen. <laughs> Protect the baby with soft permanent. That's nice. <laughs> so Chris says, I, I have a passion project, but it requires showing my face. What would you recommend when feel so uncomfortable with a camera? Chris, I still remember the day I had to start creating videos for my business. Like actually a, a couple of months ago, I watched one of my first videos and I was watching it and I was like, oh my gosh, Emilio, how much you have evolved how much more comfortable you have become with the practice of making videos. So my recommendation for you, I don't know what you are planning on doing, Chris, but get your phone, get a topic that you are interested in, press record and share it with the world. And after that, you can delete it. You don't have to share it anywhere, but start doing that. Start showing yourself in the camera. Start sharing what you have to share. If it's coming from here, connect with how is this message? Why do I feel the need to share this with the world? And instead of you focusing on yourself and how you feel, you are focusing on that person on the other side who is waiting for you to share that thing with them because they are going to have an aha moment. Thank you to what you are sharing. And this is something like I still remember when Samantha booked us both to do a talk. I just came to Canada. My English wasn't very good. I was never very like 
extrovert. So the idea of me being in front of like 50 to 100 people speaking in English, talking about something like we were doing paper management and digital organization. I was like, you did what? You signed me? I'm going to be talking in front of people? Guess what came up for me? Who am I to be in front of people? I am a loser. No one is going to understand my English. Uh, I have nothing to share. So I had this and then I, I came to that stage and I was having a hard time. But I connected with like, why are you here, Emilio? You are here to teach people stuff that you have done. You have helped real human beings. So you are going to be sharing from your own experience. And that's what I did. I shared my own experience about what I did with other people. And then a lot of people started to ask questions. Lots of people started to find value on what I was sharing. And that gave me a lot of confidence because it's like, wow, like people are actually getting value from this. So connect with that. How are you going to help people? And stop focusing so much on you. It's, it's important to, to see what's coming up for you. And those things, you have to work through them. I remember going to the basement to record a video, start sitting on, in front of the camera like this, spending 10, 15 minutes, like wanting to push the button and not doing it, and then leaving, frustrated, and then coming after an hour, and then breathing, okay, Milo, you can do this, pressing the record button, stopping it, I didn't like it, I hated it, leaving, <laughs> and then doing that over and over and over, like a thousand times, until I forced myself, okay, you have to share this now, okay, you have to share this now, and then you start sharing, and then you start becoming more and more comfortable, okay? Thank you, Emilio. You are giving structure to my creativity and giving it purpose. Okay, so guys, before we finish the session, I want to share some of the mistakes that we all may find ourselves making, okay? So, for example, in order for you to create a passion business, your ikigai, okay, and get paid for it, it's important that you have to nurture the four diagrams somehow, okay? So, some of the mistakes that we may find ourselves doing is to focus too much time on one and none on the other ones. So for example, if you really love doing something and you just focus on loving how much you do that, 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 but you don't focus on any of these three, you you will have a, a, a you may have a passion or you may have a mission, but you will not have a Nikki guy that gives you money. Okay? Because you have not worked on these two creating something that the world needs and creating something that people are willing to pay for, okay? So some of the mistakes is focusing too much on just doing what you love. Focusing too much on doing what you are good at, but forgetting about the love aspect and forgetting about what the world needs and what people are willing to pay. So if you focus a lot of time on doing what you are good at, because that's familiar, because you are good at it, but you don't nurture any of these three, you will not find the center ikigai, okay? Another mistake is to find yourself doing something that you can get paid for good money, okay? You are making a good money, you have good benefits. On paper, it looks great, but you don't connect that with a mission, you don't connect that with, with what you love doing, and you may become really good at it, but then you have a profession. And if you only have a profession, and, and it doesn't cross with the passion, with the purpose, with the... It's not an ikigai. 
and you are gonna feel it inside. You're gonna feel inside that what you are doing is meaningless. You're gonna feel unfulfilled. You're gonna feel like you have everything that you think you need, but you are empty inside, okay? Another mistake is to focus very little time on one specific one and a lot of time on the other one. So again, this has to be balanced. Imagine that this is a flower, okay? You have different petals, all the petals are necessary, and then once the flower opens, like the beautiful ikiga in the center, that's what the bee goes in and takes, right? Like, shh. So look at your life like it's a, like a flower, okay? So you have different petals, different areas, and then you have to nurture them all so that they work together. And when it comes to finding your ikigai, you have to mix those components. Something that you love, something that you are passionate about, something that you're going to be driven by, okay? And that's a motivation that needs to come from here, okay? It's not something that people tell you you should do that. It's not an expectation from someone else. It's something that comes from here, something that comes from the inside, okay? So that's one something that you love, something that you are passionate about, something that your soul needs, okay? Being really good at it. Being really good, you can be born with skills or you can master them, okay? If you know that you love doing something and you start doing it repeatedly, day and day in and day out, you will become a master of it. So you will be really good at it. And then you will connect that with a mission that is bigger than yourself, okay? Something that is bigger than you. So what you are doing is creating a ripple effect in other people's lives in the world somehow. You are helping a specific community do something. You are doing something bigger than yourself. And then after that, you are going to get paid for it because some people are going to see the value and they're going to say, wow, like I can really benefit from this. And I know if I invest X amount on this, I know I'm going to get X amount back or this is a piece of art and I pay big money for art because I love it. I can see the artist soul in that piece of art. So do you know what I mean? So combining those components, that's what's going to help you find your Ikigai. Okay? Amy, does your business require showing yourself in camera? Guys, this fear of showing yourself in camera, that's resistance. That resistance is there because you are afraid of showing who you really are. When you show who you really are, a few things can happen. People can like it, but people can also criticize you. Okay? But let me tell you, let me ask you one thing. Long term, who do you want to be surrounded by? Do you want to be surrounded by people who love and appreciate what you do? Or do you want to be surrounded by people that are superficial and they don't really know who you are? Do you want to be able to connect deeper with people that they know who you are really, truly, and they love you for who you are because you allow them to know that? Or are you going to always be protecting that thing and never showing that to anyone? So that's one, uh, one question for you to ask. Start showing who you are. And if you make a video about a topic that you are passionate about and some people don't like it, you have to accept it. When I make videos, I know some people are going to hate them. I know some people are going to get triggered by them. But let me tell you one thing. Sometimes that's my job. Sometimes, sometimes my job is to trigger you. 
because when you get triggered that's an opportunity for you to like ah Emilio told me that and that made me feel like, ah I hate him and you may hate him you may you may hate me for a couple of days but I guarantee you that that trigger if you work through it it's gonna be an aha moment for you it's gonna be a learning opportunity for you and if you choose not to do anything and you just say I don't want to go to any of Emilio's lives anymore he's an asshole guess what you are not aligned with what I'm doing and then you cannot benefit from what I have to offer and that's fine and you're gonna find the same thing you're gonna tune in with people and you're gonna tune out other people but that's who you are and if you are true to yourself you're gonna always feel well because what you do is aligned with you that's what you want to be doing that's important that's your your reason for being and if you can find that life becomes effortless life becomes beautiful life becomes easier you start connecting with people aligned with you you start separating yourself from people who are not aligned with you and and then life becomes to flow into into a specific direction so when it comes to video guys no one likes seeing themselves in video it takes a long time for you to accept yourself in video no one likes seeing themselves talking no one likes their own voice this is very normal so the way for you to overcome this is to practice 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 and connect with what the people are going to receive from you okay stop placing the focus on how you feel what's coming up for you and start focusing your energy into like how is this message going to help others how is what i'm about to share going to benefit others okay when you connect with that the rest disappears and then you become a channel to share something that you know that the other person is going to need and that's how i treat every session that's how i show up i trust that every session is going to be perfect i have no expectations i have some ideas but i let the chat i let you your energy guys i let everything flow in a specific direction and i try to do my best to kind of like flow there and i detach myself from from that so once you share what you have to share detach yourself from what you are sharing people can choose whatever they want to do with that information they can choose to hate you they can choose to love you they can choose to do nothing they can choose to get motivated and take action they can choose to do whatever that's their that's their own choice you shouldn't be affected by that choice you understand what i'm saying energetically speaking you detach yourself from once you share that thing you detach yourself from it this is what i did this is why i shared this take what you want leave what you want you are not responsible anymore people will choose what they want to do with it yes that's a mission to help people and that drives your motivation so chris in your case i i don't really sorry the chat was going really fast i don't really know what you are trying to do or what kind of videos you are trying to create but start connecting with what are you trying to share why are you trying to share that with people how are the people going to benefit from it and then when you talk to the camera see a person on the other side listening at you a person that needs to hear what you have to say and if you're talking from experience you know what that person is going through you know what that person needs and you know the transformation that is awaiting for them 
and you are excited about that. So talk to that. Talk to that. And then sometimes you will be amazed at how much impact your words may have on specific people. And if only one person gets um, motivation from it, that's already enough, isn't it? Friend me and let's support each other on the path forward. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. Where will we find the recordings of today's session, Emilio? So guys, I have a circle called, called Your Thriving Lifestyle, okay? If you join that that um, that circle, you can find the link there or you can go to my profile link, okay? Click in there and then that will take you to the page and then you will find all the recordings in there, okay? On my profile link on Inside Timer. Uh, really enjoying the enjoyable session. Thanks, Emilio. Yeah, so guys, how do you feel after this session? Like, what's coming up for you? Do you feel overwhelmed? Do you feel excited? Do you feel curious? Do you feel nothing? <laughs> Whatever you feel, it's perfect. But how do you feel? You feel aligned, Chris? Amazing. Inspired. Hopeful. I'm feeling I can do, confident, curious, enthusiastic, and happy to be here. Motivated. Hopeful. What you shared about resistance was vital. I feel reassured to be true to myself. Excited. Glad I came today. Excited. Amazing. Inspired. So guys, just remind yourself that as you start taking action, the resistance is going to show up. It is real. Be gentle with yourself. Okay? Be patient. Celebrate every little effort. Sometimes I was celebrating. Honestly, I was going into the camera and I was celebrating. Today I press record and I talk for five minutes. Wow! And I didn't stop because at the beginning I was recording and I just hated myself so much that I would just stop the video and leave because I just couldn't stand it. And then after I start becoming, no, this is something better now. Okay, now, now I'm more enthusiastic. So you start evolving. So keep doing it. Keep celebrating every little step of progress that you make in whatever you are trying to do, okay? Curious to see what emerges as I draw my hopefully overlapping circles. Yeah, guys, again, like a Ikigai is really wonderful. There is a TED Talk that you can watch, beautiful TED Talk. I think I can share it in the circle from a Japanese guy that is sharing how to Ikigai and the steps to follow. Uh, I found it very helpful. I really liked it. So get aligned with yourself. Start taking these steps, okay? Really found your comments about doing videos really helpful. Thank you. Yeah, Angie, like I became a videographer pretty much, honestly. So from being afraid of being on camera to now I create amazing videos. I edit them. I, I make short compilations and I actually enjoy doing it. So can you imagine from being afraid and not willing to share anything to now being passionate about it? This is what I'm talking. Videography now for me is an, an icky guy. When we go on a trip, I get pleasure from taking shots and making a beautiful video of our adventure. That for me, it's an icky guy. And right now I'm not getting paid for it, but I share that in my social media and then people see my lifestyle and then they may feel like, wow, how, how, how does he find time to do these things, right? Or how is he going to this adventure in the middle of the week? 
or how does he manage to take two months vacation a year? So people get started to be curious and then they start questioning things. So that's already a plus for me. Yeah, baby steps, one at a time. How can we find your videos? Amy, like, just type my name on Google, Emilio Jose Garcia. You will find everything. <laughs> uh, <coughs> the steps feel so small, yet I know we have set ourselves in motion. Is there a book uh, will you suggest, Ikigai? Yeah, there are a few books of about Ikigai that you can read, guys. I don't have any with me right now, but if you type Ikigai on Google, Ikigai books, there are a few that you can read. I will recommend you watch that TED talk if you want, uh, and then read the book, whatever style you want to, you enjoy the most. Some people like reading, some people like watching, some people like listening. But yeah, baby steps, baby steps is always like, honestly, think about it. If you take a baby step about something every day, how much progress are you making in one week, in two weeks, in one month? Honestly, one baby step a day becomes 30 baby steps a month, 60 baby steps every two months, 12 times 30. So imagine, do the math, and then you will see how much progress you are going to make. If you remove your mind, remove your resistance from the equation, you decide on something that you want to pursue and you start taking baby steps, the progress that you can make if you are consistent every day, it's amazing. And so many times we just don't do it because we feel like it's not going to be enough. And it is so much more than enough. Can you post the books in the circle? Yeah, I can. I will post, I will post the TED Talk and I will post the the books okay yeah so guys thank you so much for being here uh, also try googling core values and choose those that you identify with yeah erin thank you there are so many ways of trying to tap into your passion right so again be curious explore different ways keep your ikigai diagram in mind explore what kind of values resonate with you and then this is a seed, guys. I planted a seed in your head. It's going to start growing. You're going to start paying attention to things. You're going to start noticing things more. You're going to start recognizing, oh, this is resistance. Oh, no, this is not resistance. This doesn't feel right to me right now. Oh, that's that feel, feels interesting. I'm going to explore that more. You know what I mean? So I planted a seed in you, and now that seed is going to start growing. So just let it grow and create an environment for that seed to grow healthily. Emilio, do you have one clarifying question for us to identify a specific baby step we can all take today? Sometimes when I am overwhelmed, what I do, I just sit in silence. And I have my I have my binder with me with a pen. I put it beside me and I just sit in silence. I just take a couple of deep breaths. And then I try to clear my mind. I try to just don't think about anything. And then once I feel calm, once I deep breathe a few times, and once I feel that I am, I am not anxious, I am not overwhelmed anymore, I am kind of like paying attention to the noises around me, I'm paying attention to the smell. So once I notice I'm in the present moment, then I allow my mind to just be there. And I start watching what comes into my mind. So I sit there and I start watching. 
and then something comes, oh, an idea comes, oh, okay, I have an idea about a topic for Inside Timer, I'll write it down. I sit in silence. Something comes, wow, I need to do a date with my wife. Yeah, I, have, I really have to do that. I write it down. And then I sit in silence again. And then something comes, like, wow, like, I'm trying to do that and that's, oh, wow, I'm doing that because of resistance. Yeah, so I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, I don't want to do that activity anymore. So I write it down and I sit in silence. So by doing this, it's amazing how much clarity you gain because first, you are decluttering your mind, okay? Second, you calm yourself and you come to the present moment. In the present moment, there is no anxiety, there is no depression, there is nothing. There is just what it is. It's just what it is. I am in this room. I am breathing. I am alive. That's it. That's what it is. This is the reality right now. And then once I feel comfortable, I allow thoughts to come into my mind. And sometimes our thoughts, sometimes they are not thoughts. And this is something that you will start identifying. Sometimes you will notice thoughts that are just thoughts. Sometimes you will notice something that it will feel like an experience. It will feel like something comes up and you notice some energy and you notice like, wow, that's important. Yeah, that's something really important I have to do. So you write it down. You write it down, guys. You have to write it down, okay? I promise you, if you do this exercise for like 10, 15 minutes every day, you will clear the clutter from your life very quickly and you will start identifying what you have to do, okay? Because you, you are going to start doing it from here, not from here. But you have to do this practice. That's something that I invite you guys to do if you, uh, <clears throat> you want to give it a try. Someone, uh, we are doing a program, my, my wife and I, a couple's program, and then the guy that runs the program told us, I want you to sit one full hour in silence and do nothing. Do nothing. And then have pen and paper beside you. And then write down whatever. If something comes, just write it down and then go back to be doing nothing. No meditation, nothing. Just be. Just be. Okay? So it really resonated with me because I said, wow, I have been doing that not for a full hour, but I always do that. Anytime any clarity about something, I will sit with myself and I will, okay, what do I need to know about this specific thing? And then I will just sit and then focus my energy, my mind, my whatever you want to call it, into that specific area. And I try to like feel, feel that area rather than think about the area. I try to feel it. Okay. So I don't know if that makes sense, guys, but give it a try. See how you feel. See what comes up for you. And for those of you who, if you start writing like crazy and you have like a thousand things, that's a good sign to me that you are feeling overwhelmed. That's a good sign for me that you are trying to do too much. And maybe what's the learning from that? What's the learning from that? Okay? Because there is a learning about everything. And if you cannot do this exercise at all, then there is a learning about that. Why can't you? Why can't you just be sitting still for like 10 minutes? What's stopping you from doing that? Mm. 
Yeah, so thank you guys so much. This is really interesting. I do that already, but I'm easily disappointed that I am so easily distracted. Uh, Belinda, practice. It's just practice. I don't do this every day either. I, if, I should do it every day, but sometimes I just drop the ball too. But honestly, when I do it, it's just really good. And it really helps me get centered. It really helps me identify what is the really important thing I have to do. Because there are always a thousand things you can do. Okay. Okay, guys, I'm going to let you go now. I'm sure you have things to do too. Thank you so much for showing up today. I really enjoy my time with you. I will see you on Thursday this week. Okay. And please share in the circle. If you join the circle, how, how is it going? Finding your Ikigai. Okay. And what's coming up for you. Just share your progress. We are here for you to support each other. Okay. So have an amazing week and I will see you on Thursday. Adios.